Yeah. We'll, we'll go back and delete that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aloha. Welcome to the most muscles in podcast in various sports. This is ABC Seven Sports with authority. Con authoridad. <laughs> Love your. Sp- is that all you know in Spanish? Actually, you know how to say horn in Spanish now, right? Cuerno. Cuerno. El cuerno. One Go of my horn. horns got ripped off by the young bucks. Uh, I noticed something about your appearance was different this week. I'm going with this look from now on. I, I hope people are consuming this on YouTube because Casey is wearing a Lucha Libre mask. It is blue with uh, dashes of white and red. Crazy hair, too. Oh, I didn't even notice the hair. I, I thought that was your gray hair. <laughs> Based on <laughs> My the hair way, is quite gray on, under on this the, mask. On the way things have been going lately. Yes. But uh, I have to say, well, just back from Maui, had a great time, was there for a friend's wedding. Uh, very relaxed, mellow, came back today. And the first thing we're doing is George Kittle driving down to Santa Clara. George Kittle, we were both wrong on the 49ers. I thought so wrong. he was very kind to us, given that <laughs> they're doing great and we expected the opposite. And so he kind of just was like, yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, they're doing great. We're not doing great. Well, but not I on the predictions. Like, no, but I felt like I should at least tell him how bad our predictions were. I felt like we owed it to him at least. Right. Well, and you made up for it with a lot of orange chicken. I did. Yeah. So, you know, George Kittle is a big fan of Panda Express. If you go back through his tweets, he talks about it all the time. He's got Panda Mondays with his teammates. He does all kinds of stuff. So we thought it would be cool to hook up some Panda Express. We came through with tons and tons of Panda Express. They actually comped it for us because they love George Kittle so much. And yeah, so we had a nice lunch podcast with George Kittle. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to the 49ers All-Pro type. What? 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 I have one thing to say. What's that? Finally, the Kittle has joined the podcast. Okay. (laughs) All right, so George, I don't want you to be distracted at all by the The aroma. aroma. Of all this Panda Express that's here. It's actually tough. Well, hey, 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 you can't eat while we're doing this. I'm already distracted. This that's, is going to be tough. How about if I just hold this right next to while I ask the questions? You're going to be, <laughs> now you're going to be riveted <laughs> to everything. Yeah. I love so, it. So uh, we have to talk a little bit of football, even though I yes. know you want to talk orange chicken. <laughs> so in college at Iowa, 48 catches for your career. Yes. Okay, then you come in as a rookie in the NFL after being drafted in the fifth round, 43 catches, then 88 last Last year, yeah. at what point in all of this process did the light go on and you realize, oh man, I could be one of the best <laughs> in the league at this? Oh, uh, I mean, I was, was, a lot of it was, um, you know, in college, I always thought I was, you know, I could be a really good football player, um, and I made some life choices, like just decisions. I changed some things I did in college. Grew up a little bit, is what I would, you know, uh, let it come down to, and uh, just started making better decisions, and then you know, got the NFL and. Definitely the second, year, the rookie year, um, very hard, difficult. You know, whether it's injuries or it's a very dense playbook that Coach Shanahan has. You know, you got to figure out the game. But second year, everything kind of slows down for you, and it, it it is. And it's just you know, once you get over that rookie hump, um, you kind of figure out a little bit, and it just kind of goes into this year too. Everything's slowed down a lot. Your understanding of the game expands, and it just becomes a little bit easier for you. I'm constantly trying to help Casey make better <laughs> life decisions. That's tough. So, what were the decisions you made? Uh, I put. You know, I said, hey, I want to be a really good football player, so what is going to help me become the best football player that I want to be? And it wasn't Friday nights. It wasn't um, staying up late, playing video games. 
Um, it was, hey, what are the things that are going to get me to this? And it was eating right, um, the calories I intake, sleeping right, the people I surround myself with, and I just made those decisions, and it got me to where I am. Are you listening to this? I'm listening to all this. You're taking copious <laughs> notes. I can tell you're right. Yeah, as I sit here with my, my honey sesame chicken breast, <sighs> I'm, ready to, I'm ready to chow on that for yeah, sure. There's a lot of boxes. I'm excited. There are a lot of boxes. There's more over there, too. I can we see. had to bribe you with something to get you to come on the show. No, this is... I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. Let me ask you this. Yes. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Okay. Well, I know you're three, a huge wrestling fan. I wasn't going to wait to get into the wrestling. wrestling. I, I love it. Believe this. You, I'm ready. I'm you ready. were called initially Stone Cold Kittle, possibly yes. by Ted Robinson. I think we could do better. Oh. I think we could do better. And I know the people ti- people's tight end by The Rock is that's, that's about as epic as it's going to get. I can't. Yeah, I can't change. That's on him. Uh, why not like George the Animal Kittle? Gorgeous George. See, I why don't you go old school? See, I, I let those come to me. I don't pick things. I let I let people say them, and I just try to roll with them. It's easier for me because yep. I get asked all the time, like, "Hey, if you were a wrestler, what would your wrestling name be?" I have no idea. I think that's just something that comes naturally to you. Yeah. So, hey, if you got ideas, throw them out there, and I, I know the Niners Twitter and the Niners fan base would love to hear them. I think George the Animal's money. I like it. I like, do you money. know George the Animal Steel? You know who we're talking about? That's probably a little before. That's before me. See, I told so you. You got to get on the network. Yeah, that was the debate. So the, no, it's all right. George the yeah. Animal Steel was kind of a crazy looking dude, and he would chew the turnbuckle in the corner. He would chew it. And I can rip it that. to shreds. I can do that. Yeah. I like that. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of the same mindset when I play football. I try to bite all my head. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bite Aaron Donald? Did you try to take a chunk out of Aaron Donald in the race? No. No. I try, to, um, I try to do my best just to keep Aaron as happy as possible in games because when he gets angry, he's really he's, he's violent. So this is a perfect segue because I've seen – don't look at the notes. You cannot be looking I have notes. at the notes. I have notes, You too. have notes also? What are your talking points? <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to hear them. Oh, okay. You're going to hear them. Yes, I do love orange chicken. In many ways, I love orange chicken. So you've uh, been quoted, I think, as saying is creating chaos on the field is yeah. your goal, and you're trying to be the most outgoing, craziest person out there. Yep. How does that manifest itself while you're on the field? Oh, wow. Um, this well, is deep. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, if you talk, I mean, right now, like I, I like, I'm very laid back. I like to have a good time. I'm very goofy. Um, but you know, when Sunday comes and we get to play football, it's kind of a, it's a different mindset. You got to get yourself into a zone. And I have a couple switches that I flip that kind of get me into this zone. And it's three hours of that, and then I get right back out of it. Um, it's definitely in a, it's intense, and uh, just kind of allows me to play football at my best ability. Does banging your head against a wall? That's one of my switches. Yeah, that's that's a, that you flip a switch by banging your head against the wall. It's one of the few switches I have. Yeah. How many times? Oh, just once. Just once. <laughs> once on the way out. That's all I need. What are the other switches? Uh, one is um, I the night before uh, on the way to the stadium, I read a letter from my dad uh, every single week. Yeah, we wanted to ask yep. you about that. That's that's uh, one of the first ones. Um, let's see, second one, uh, I get a double bag of IV. You know, so just extra uh, fluids. And then uh, the headbutting uh, is definitely the third switch on my way out. There's other small ones I do. Like, I have a very strict routine on, you know, starting from game night, uh, the night before the game until uh, the game. But I, I stick to it pretty, you know, regularly. Do you think Casey would do better on the podcast if we uh, hooked him up to two IVs right now? And then hit me in the head. <laughs> it's a mindset you got to get in. Yeah. Like, it, it, you'd probably be slightly more aggressive. I like it. You feel good though. No, I like yeah, that. Yeah, you feel really good. I like it. How did the letters from your dad start? You mentioned that. I thought that was really cool, and it's a really nice tradition that you have. Yeah. So, uh, it was my dad coached Oklahoma for four or five years, um, and when he was there, there's a linebacker there, Austin Box, and his dad did the same thing with him since he was a little kid. And so my dad, you know, just because Austin Box was a great, you know, he's a team captain, great team player, and 
Um, so he you know, thought that was good, and he asked me if I would be okay with it. And so we started doing it my uh, redshirt freshman year at Iowa. And he just they started off at handwritten, and then they kind of, um, you know, they've – They've grown. They've become different things, and you know now I, it's because he can't hand them to me anymore. So he he, uh, he sends them to one of our PR guys, and they print it off for me. I get to read it before the game, and uh, it's it's just really fun because it keeps keeps away from me to be connected to my dad at all times. Do you so, keep them all somewhere? Where do you keep them all? Oh yeah, uh, no, I uh, my my uh, house back in Tennessee. I have a whole uh, tub full of them. Right. What's nice, so I also have digital copies of all of them in case anything ever happens. So I have them all. Do the letters motivate you, or do they make you ever cry when you read the letters? I have, yes. No, my dad, he's a phenomenal writer. Um, he knows, you know, my soft spots and whether he's trying to teach me a lesson or if he's trying to talk about something. But he always has a message to get a point across. And he, um, what he does a really good job. He always ties it back into, you know, my family and how proud of he is of me and stuff like that. So which, you know, kind of hits all the right notes. Can you share what he wrote on Sunday? Oh wow, uh, he had a really good letter on Sunday. Um, most of them, I mean, he breaks it down from, um, you know, like a summary of last week into, you know, who we're playing into the a story, and then he ties it back into home. And uh, I think the message was, you know, you know we're playing the Rams, who have owned the NFC West, and um, just there's some swear words in there, but it's pretty motivational. <laughs> and, uh, no, it just, like I said, it's the first switch that, you know, lets me, let me know it's game day, it's time to get going. Now, I know that going to Iowa, mm-hmm. obviously you live in Nashville, right? Yes. What's it like when you feel an earthquake? I'm assuming you don't get a lot of those. Yeah, it's weird. Um, honestly, the fr- I so I lived in Oklahoma for three years, and there was an earthquake that I felt in Oklahoma okay. that started in California. So I was like, yeah. what's going on? That was kind of weird for me. Um, honestly, I haven't felt – I sleep through them. I mm. haven't, like, really felt anything. So it's pretty awesome. So, wow. you know, we just had – Yeah, I slept, yeah, I slept yeah, through yeah. that. Yeah. Slept. yeah, I was out cold. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> I'm a heavy sleeper. I sleep through, yeah, I sleep through everything. It's and you awesome. lose weight while you're sleeping. You got to tell us this story because this okay. is the George Kittle diet. America needs the George Kittle diet. Just go to sleep and wake up eight pounds lighter. That's I can't. That's amazing. How yeah. does that happen? Is your metabolism that crazy fast that you're burning so many calories? I, I usually, I mean, I wake up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I couldn't. It's been doing it since I don't know. I was like 16. I just always lose weight whenever I sleep. So I like in the mornings I'm super skinny, and then by the end of the day I'm eight pounds heavier and I look normal again. It's really weird. This is common, though. This is common. Because you remember Tim Lincecum, Giants pitcher. So he used to eat three double-doubles, two orders of fries, and a milkshake. That was like his post-workout routine. It's pretty impressive. And everyone thought it was crazy, but I mean, you like, have to take in all those calories. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is like I mean, certain athletes, no matter how many calories and stuff you're burning, like this, the calories that you have to intake is pretty bonkers. How many boxes of this honey, oh, wow, sesame, wow. chicken breast would you have to eat to uh, maintain weight? Usually, you know, a double or a triple entree from Pan Express is a very good light dinner for me. Yeah. I enjoy it. How did you become such a big fan? I know that you, you're – I'm seeing the tweets all the time and So, stuff. honestly, it happened back when I was, like, I'd say, like, eighth grade. Okay. Uh, there was a Pan Express at the mall next to my middle school. And I was like, huh. Like, my buddy was like, hey, you got to get this. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll try it. And sure enough, I had, like, two or three double entrees back-to-back-to-back of orange chicken. <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is really good. And so I just got it weekly with my one of my buddies. And then – I've literally been doing it since eighth grade. 
And then uh, me and a teammate last year started doing Panda Mondays and started going on Mondays every single week and kind of made it a thing and, you know, kind of clicked with some social media and stuff like that. And it was really fun. And you know, just being able to, you know, interact with fans because it's Panda Express is something that I love. And, you know, they're football fans, too. It's pretty easy for me to talk about. I like Panda Monday. Yeah, Panda it is. Monday Panda sounds Monday. great. It was pretty good. How's it smell, by the way? Oh, oh the honey system. Yeah, go ahead. Take a bite while I uh, think about my next question. Yeah, here. we don't want you to lose eight pounds in between answers, so you might as well I try something. I love honey shots for me. No, no, we're going to crush this later. I can't wait. I was sitting here smelling it the whole time while we waited to start the You're not going to get this back. Oh, well, we got like eight or nine of them. We knew when we were going to have you on, we had to bring a bunch of Panda Express, so we're ready to go. Did you ever consider playing defense? Because you have kind of a linebacker mentality. So, it's funny, after my freshman year at Iowa, because coming to college, I was like 190 pounds. And I was like six foot two. I was very small and undersized. And so after my freshman year, I got up to like 210 pounds, but I couldn't really gain any more weight after that. And I was still six two. Luckily, I grew two inches that offseason, which was nice. Um, but I, um, they asked me if I wanted to move to outside linebacker. So like, hey, is that something that you'd want to do? Because I was kind of in the like, it's hard to play tight end in the Big Ten when you're 200 pounds. Because you know most people. It's hard are, to do anything in the Big Ten <laughs> at 200 pounds. Yeah, it's hard. So they're like, hey, dude, like, what do you think about linebacker? We could get like to 220. You could just play at that. Um, and then I had a conversation with my dad and um, my tight ends coach. They're like, hey, we think it's best you just stay at tight end. And pretty glad that I did. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's been all right so far. It's all right. But what's interesting, and I've just been reading notes and things, is that you sort of have the linebacker mentality once you catch the football. Hmm. And it's interesting, the dynamics, because you're going, you know, once you hit the second level, you know, you're going to face guys who are typically smaller than you. Yeah. And most people want to run, try to run away, but your mentality is let's run over people. And that, that, that's yeah. working. Trying to run. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mindset you develop. Um, what I learned is kind of through my rookie year and then last season, my tight ends coach, John Embry, um, he always told me, um, like, make them tackle you. Like, no one, you don't have to let them tackle you. Like, you don't have to go out of bounds. Like, make them tackle you and make them feel you. And then once you, I kind of figured that out, I just kind of run in a straight line at them. They kind of get out of the way sometimes. It's kind of, it's really weird. And it, it works a lot more than it should. Or either like, I mean, yeah, I'm 248 pounds coming at you as fast as I can. It's a large body. I would get out of the way too sometimes. <laughs> would you say that there, and I don't want you to name now, I'm not trying to get you oh, in yeah. trouble here, but there are some guys who are making business decisions down the field. Um, they, I'd say peop, some people take creative angles to try to tackle. <laughs> creative <laughs> angles, as in nowhere near the guy coming at me at 240-something uh, pounds. Yeah. Create, that's what my coach always says. They like to take creative angles to try to trip you up from behind. It. It's helpful, too, that I'm kind of fast, so sometimes those angles don't work so well. That's funny. Yeah. All right, so on our show, we always like to tell a story. I'm okay. going to tell you one that hopefully okay. leads to a good one from you. Okay, bring it. All right, so I'd say... Top three moments in my life. Okay. Wedding night, birth of children, WrestleMania at Levi's Stadium. For real. Okay. So anyways, I, like I went and bought this Seth Rollins shirt I'm wearing under here. Rocking I wore it right it. now. He lost to Randy Orton. Everyone in my section was ripping me. He cashed in. He won the championship. And then people were offering me like 60 bucks for it off my back. It was amazing. That was it was awesome. hilarious. But I know you know Seth Rollins. Yes. He's a Davenport, Iowa guy. You're, so... How do you know him, and like, how well do you know him? Um, that is, it's pretty fun. Um, so one of my teammates at Iowa, uh, he played fullback. Yeah, here, I'll pop this shirt. Yeah, let me see. Go. Come on. Yeah, you go. You, you answer, I'll, I'll, oh, that's a I'll nice get one. this shirt out. That's an old this one. This is my, yeah, this is what I wore to Mania. That's a good one. So fun fact about Mania, that was the first WrestleMania I ever watched live on TV. Boom. So that was, like the, that was my first dip see? into really wrestling. It's a great shirt. But so Seth, uh, so my buddy, um, 
he went to Seth Rollins Wrestling School in Davenport, Iowa, uh, Black and Brave. And he was there, and so I didn't really know how, like, Seth is there, like, three days a week. It's pretty impressive with his schedule. And so he's like, hey, um, so he'd been there for, like, six months. like, hey, you should come out and meet him. He's going to be here, like, next Wednesday. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say no to that. Like, yeah. that'd be really cool. And so uh, I go to Davenport with him, and I think I've um, met up with him three or four different times while he's there. And it's just been a blast because whether he's coaching or he's talking to me, like, ringside, just, like, being able to learn the ins and outs of, like, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, wrestling and just how, like, the world actually work, like, how that world works. It's really, really impressive just, like, what those guys go through on a daily basis, their, like, schedules and everything. So it just gave me a completely different understanding of that, and it made me respect it a lot more. Yeah, when you see that, I know you don't want to think post-career yet, but with your personality, <laughs> with your size, I mean, you could be a natural at that. Is yeah, that something you think about? Could have a lot of fun. That's a lot more bumps and bruises, yeah. but, you know, hey, we'll see how it gets, you know, after the after I'm done playing. No, you think it's more bumps and bruises than the NFL? Ah, well, that's year-round. Think about it. Yeah, there's right. no, like, there, there's no right. off-season for There's that. no off-season. You're, you're traveling weekly every single week, and you're jumping from the top rope onto the floor that's 10 feet below you. That's a lot of going on. You know, that, that's not – like some days, yeah, you feel great, but some days you get hit a lot. It's kind of – it's very similar to the NFL. That's why I like it. I, sure. They kind of carry crossover. When you and the rest of your teammates mm-hmm. went to WrestleMania recently – Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they went to SmackDown. Smack, SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. I went to WrestleMania recently. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, also. Um, was there ever a moment where you thought, I'd like to jump in the ring right now and do something? Well, I was thinking about it, and then um, – I mean, I would I would never you know cross that barrier because you know that's like that's their place that and so if I got invited, of course I would. But uh, Big E ran over and crossbody checked me. I didn't see that one coming. That was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, no, he he I got all of that. He yeah. hit, he hit me pretty hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, wow, that's awesome. But you know that was a pretty special moment. Have you thought about what your finishing move would be in oh, the ring? Finishing move. Um. Wow, that's uh, good. Apparently not. No, see, like, like I said, like, like things coming to me, but um, like I got to do the Stone Cold Stunner one time in a ring. Mm. Um, my PR staff, I didn't tell them about that prior, so they were slightly irked with me. But I didn't. <laughs> I was good with that, so it was okay. I'm sure, coach, GM, everybody yeah. uh, affiliated with the Niners <laughs> would love to see yeah. you doing those moves in the ring. You wanted me to do a front flip? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Off the top rope. Take a bump. Sure, no why not? Nice. Yeah. nice. No, but that was really fun. The Stunner would definitely be one of the first ones, though. Okay. It's just iconic. I mean, you got to come up with your own thing. I'll, I'll figure. Regular, you're gonna. I'd figure one. It has out. to be. You have to have football involved in some way. Maybe you start in a three point stance. That's not bad. I like that. I also I like things where like you pick people up and kind of spin them and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. I think that stuff's like really five, cool. Five things like that. I like the things that make you look big and strong. It's fun. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's fun. What was it like for you though when you? I mean, I know you came off the field. You did your rock um, reference, and then he <laughs> tweeted at you. That was pretty I mean, cool. Like, how crazy is that for you to realize that, like, you're starting to succeed on a level in which The Rock is now, like, noticing you? Um, That's got to be weird, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I grew up watching The Rock, whether it was on, like, The Mummy. Remember, he was, like, the Scorpion yeah. King? Yes. Like, yes. I love that. Like, I love The Rock since I was a kid. And so just being able to have that interaction uh, is definitely special for me. It's something I'll definitely never forget. I mean, he's a legend. And when you, when you get to hear from, like, a person that, you know, you're definitely a huge fan of, it means a lot. Yeah. Let's go to another well-known character because uh, right. I understand from from The Rock, you've got a tattoo of the Joker. Yes. On your forearm. Oh, and that well, this is not a small tattoo. No. And from what I read, you decided to do this the day before your wedding to yeah. get this tattoo, and yeah. so you were bleeding during like. You I had to put Saran wrap it under my shirt, so it wouldn't bleed <laughs> through my shirt. What's wrong with you? A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I won't argue that. Come on. So can you can you do the Joker laugh on command? Can oh you, no no no. Yeah, that's that's on Sundays only. You guys, my Richburg always hears me do it too. It's, 
I don't mean to do it. It just kind of comes out. So that's one of the switches. Yeah, the the tattoo is a switch for sure. Nice. Well, who who gets a tattoo of the? Jo- this is for life. Yeah, George. No. This is what? Why the Joker? Um. So it was a conversation um, I was having with uh, my father, and he always talked about um, you know some athletes have alter egos like a you know the state of, the state of mind you get into like to play your sport. And Bo Jackson had one. There's like athletes all around the world that kind of have like the switch they flip. And so I was singing. Um, the Joker's kind of been something that's resonated with me since uh, I think I was, I mean, really since the movie came out. Um, but really, it was my junior year at Iowa when we went uh, 12 and two, like our 12 and 0 streak. I kind of like this is kind of like the character I tried to unleash, and it just kind of stuck with me and stuck with me and stuck with me. And then um, I'm a big guy with, so I used to like on my wrist tape, I draw a circle. And it's like a reset button. Like if you have a bad play, hey, reset mm. it, don't snowball. Kind of my reset button as well. If you ever see me slap my forearm, that's me resetting. Wow. Interesting. I Interesting. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's Physical a, cues help me out a lot. That's a deep psychological anchor, actually. Very much so. What are, what, what are the qualities of the Joker? You could be Batman. You could have had Batman. You could have had Superman. Yeah. What is it about the Joker that resonates with you? Uh, the chaos. Like I like my quote, um, I like to play with a little bit of chaos. And just how he always orchestrates everything. It's kind of by accident. But at the same time, he has a purpose behind everything he does. He's, or his quote was, he's like, uh, he's like a dog chasing cop cars. He doesn't know, he's, like, he doesn't know what he'd do with it. I kind of feel the same way. Like, but at the same time, I have a, I have a plan that when I get the ball, I'm going to try to run through your face. It's kind of all ties together for me. Gotcha. I like that's a good. Yeah, quote. I like the reset Did button you, thing. Oh, you want to get another piece? Yeah, of, uh, of chicken there. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, it's warm and tasty right now. I know. Yeah. I'm so ready for the all the podcast this is pretty much warm and tasty all the time. <laughs> I'd like to believe that. Sweet and savory. Yeah, sweet, sweet and oh, savory. Warm better. and tasty. That's even better. I do yeah, like I, we should that. just put him in charge of all of our catchphrases. <laughs> I know we need better catchphrases. We need to come up with nicknames. We don't have any nicknames. We've got like five at this point. It's early though. It is early. Yeah, it's all right. So. Is it true that during your honeymoon you wanted to cut it short? You were in Cabo because you were unhappy with the facilities. The weight room was not up to par at the hotel. Is that true? Come on, man. <laughs> I have like I can do like three or four days max without having like an intense training session in the off season before I feel like people are getting ahead of me. Because mm. I everyone, how many tight ends are there in the NFL? Like really, think about it. There's good, 32 good ones, or there's 32 teams. Okay. Each team, let's just say, has two or three on their roster, yeah. right? So you're under 100 guys in the NFL. Right. How many college tight ends would love to be the starting tight end of the first San Francisco 49ers? How many high school kids? Yeah. Yeah, all of them. I don't want. So I always, I always feel like I have to stay ahead of everybody. So, so do you envision they're all working out while you're sitting on the beach? 100. I, I envision 100,000 people trying to take my job. And so that's kind of yeah. I refuse to let that happen. So what happened with the gym, and did, what did you do? Uh, you could do body weight exercises. No, I did. You know? I did. Yeah, Luck- just, you know. Luckily, I have a great strength coach back in uh, Nashville that he gave me, like, a full week-long thing. And so he, like, I FaceTimed him, showed him the weight room, everything that I had, and I had, like, a hill on the beach and stuff. So I got my, I got my workouts in. Okay. I was just slightly anxious because I couldn't, like, squat and stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah most tough. hotel When I, I walked in and like it had a squat rack and the head, they had two 45-pound plates. I was oh, like, no. So I was like... Yeah, I could even squat that. I was like, this is tough. <laughs> I was like, I, I need a little bit more substance here, yeah. guys. But it was all right. I mean... I made it through. The, but I was ready to go home like two days, two or three days early. Trying to, <laughs> trying to keep it clean, but there, there's some other workouts you're supposed to do on your honeymoon. Uh, oh, you know, <laughs> more, car, more cardio and less I squatting. Hit, don't worry. Uh, I hit plenty of cardio. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Don't worry about that. <laughs> Leonard! Oh Super producer Leonard is just looking for the edit quickly. button. A little edit. Do you have a reset button? No, yeah. We'll, like George we'll, does? We'll, we'll go back and delete that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's the better athlete, you or Claire? That's that's his wife, by the way. Wow. She played. She what she, did, she, she played center. She played undersized at, center, like but like six feet tall, maybe at Iowa. Yeah, she she played the two, three, four, and five. Wow. In her wow. four years at Iowa, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Late, it was really weird. Like all her all the years that she really played, she had two significant knee injuries in college, so she really only played like two and a half years. But those two and a half years, other people were hurt, and so she yeah she played the five in the Big Ten, which is going against those are some big girls. But she did a great job. I always, I always, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think she might. She says she'll be the better athlete. No chance. I have a oh, feeling. No chance. That Love her to death. Neither though. of you are going to be the best athlete in your family once you have kids. You're going to be writing letters. I, I hope so. I, I mean, I can't wait for that. I mean, I can wait. Yeah. So give me like, give me like two years. Yeah. But then, yeah, no, then I'll be, I'll be ready for that. I'm if really, you like sleep, you might want to wait a little bit. I'm going to wait a little bit. <laughs> now, a you little kind bit. of stalked her. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, so you're openly admitting that you stalked her? Yeah, you want to tell slightly. Everybody, tell everybody the story. Oh, I mean, it started with I saw her like walk across the parking lot. It was like the second or third day of school, and all the athletes at Iowa stayed in the same dorm room or dorm room. Sorry, the dormitory, and um, I got luckily we had the same like friend group, so I like, kind of interacted through that just because athletes, you know, hang out with athletes. And it took me six months, but you know, friend zoned it, and uh, you know, I made it through, and I tricked her into marrying me six years later. It's wow. it's hard to go from friend zone to <sighs> husband. Trust me, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> she she was hard. To, she was a hard one to crack, but hey, I, I tricked her, and now she's stuck with me. Did you have a conversation of like, I don't want to be just your friend? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it actually, yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, it was the funniest thing is like the first like legit date we ever went on, like not being friends, was the 49ers versus the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Oh wow! We went and got sushi at, like in the middle of the second corner. She was like, "I don't want to watch football. I want to go get sushi." I was like, "I really like you, so okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't the power go out? Was that a yeah? Good opportunity luckily, for yeah. You? Well, luckily the power went out, so <laughs> I ate my sushi and I got to go back and I watched the game. But yeah, that was like my first real date with her was the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, coincidence, right? Yeah. Weird. At that point, you had no idea. Did you dream, like, oh, I'd love to play for these guys? I had no clue. Okay. Nah, I was just wanted to get my name, my name called on uh, sure. one of those days. Sure. Um, Claire was quoted as saying that you have a lot of wild ideas, like the Joker tattoo, yep. that you don't go through with. <laughs> that, like, this you obviously did. Yeah, yeah. What is the number one idea, if you have... I know you have talking points. God, you got well. Look at the, you, all the notes you have. You have way more notes than I have for this. I have you really no notes. prepped much harder for this interview than I did. But um, I'm always prepped. Yeah. Um, but what what idea do you oh, have? Uh, that I you can't have share those with you. Oh come on. Oh my goodness. It's a podcast. No, I, I'm pretty sure. Like so, she'll if I bring it up and she just vetoes it, I just like flush it. I'm just like, all right, next one. I'll, that's kind of how it is. I don't. Really, but there are there are some ideas I've thrown out there that I was like, yeah, probably will. I've had better ideas. Like, and is is this football related end zone celebration? Or no, is it more, more just I want to see more, if I could jump over a car or you know, yeah, yeah it's, like I've, a moving vehicle. <laughs> I've been there before. You could like, could you think you could do like the stuntman thing where the car is coming at you and you just like vertical, vertical leap. jump in the car? I'm not Marquise Goodwin, but I wish that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I wish. He's super fast. Nice. He's super fast. Yeah. I saw him walk. So this is a fun story just about Marquise. We, he was walking off the football field after practice one time. And during camp, they have like a little spot set up for the families to come watch, right, in the corner. 
and there's one, just one of those rope fences, right? You know, they have like at movie theaters yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. He's walking and just without bending his legs, just jumped over it. And like all calf, <laughs> all calf muscle, just leaped. How, how high was the, was the thing? Three and a half feet. I mean, he didn't bend his he knees. Just, he just, wow. he like levitated over it and landed. And we're like, wait, can you do that again? He's like, yeah, sure. Goes underneath it and just like turns around and looks at us. His knees don't bend. Like he just, he just levitated over it. And we're just like, it was literally like a magic trick. Wow. One of the most aesthetically gifted people ever. Sorry, but yeah, no, that's, no, a, that's, that's a fun story. That's no, incredible. Who is, who is, it, is it Zay Jones, the receiver? Zay Jones, uh, yeah, he's on the Raiders the receiver. now. But he fell just, down and he got up, and it yeah. looked like he like, back up. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the craziest things I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, like Marquise does stuff like that all the time. It's not fair. Man. He also, like, we'll go out for a walkthrough, and like, when, I, when they say walkthrough, I walk through. Keese is out there in tennis shoes, like, running at what would be my full speed, and he's, like, casually jogging. It's like... Well, Slow he's down. like one of the fastest guys on the planet. Yeah, he's so, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's incredible. How's how's the, the chicken there? Actually get, this? this is Honey Sesame. Honey Sesame? Yeah, this is amazing. But the, you want to give your favorite order since uh, part <laughs> of Panda Express? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give the steel is Panda Express. But you can't get the Honey Sesame chicken breast all the time, right? So, That's one of your favorites. So, for like the last two years, I've always been saying, like, I, like Honey Sesame is like, I, it's one of my favorites by far. Mm-hmm. But it's seasonal. So if it's not in, you got to go in there, and the first thing you do, you got to get, you got to sample the honey walnut shrimp. Because when it's, when it's really good, there's nothing better than on the menu. Like, it's so good. But I only get it when I, like, it's perfect. I'm really picky that way. Um, but then you got to go fried rice, oh, chow mein. Get the orange chicken. You don't need a fork. You're fine. Wow. I just don't want to touch them all. Get the orange chicken in there. <laughs> and then if honey sesame is available, you get honey sesame. If not... You either got to go Sweet and Fire or Shanghai Steak is two of my other favorites. Sweet and Fire is really good, though. That's like under, that's underrated. Did you mention the fried rice? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lo mein, okay. fried rice, double. Okay. You got to mix those together. And then if you're feeling really hungry, you can just get the triple entree, and that's when you throw in the honey walnut shrimp. This is expert level. I Yeah, like I said, I've been it's to Pan Express level. almost once a week for like eight years. I like to just get orange chicken, mix it up with the fried rice, and just go. Oh, yeah. I'm just ready to go. Uh, we should actually probably touch on a little bit more football in addition to Panda Express. Please. But, uh, what's the upside for you guys? What's the, what's the you know, I, a lot of people would say we, you know, didn't expect the Niners to be mm-hmm. in first place and beating the Rams and all this stuff. Uh, do you think about the, okay, two months from now playing in an NFC championship game or is it, we got to go 1-0 this week, gentlemen? Well, so the nice thing about that is, is I played at Iowa for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, pretty old school. So one thing we always talk about, you know, one game at a time and don't look forward. And, I mean, honestly, I've, like, I think we have the Redskins this week, and I, I think it's the Panthers next week. Like, I, I'm very one game at a time. So you don't like, even look at the rest of the schedule? Not worth it. Okay. I mean, there's distractions. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I know uh, when we play the Panthers, it's National Tight End Day, which is going to be a cool thing for us. Nice. Um, Christian McCaffrey is a friend of mine, so I get to see him. But, I mean, like, that it doesn't apply to me at all this week. And so I just try to keep it as – I try to not look ahead at the schedule at all as, as much as I can. I know, like, idiots like us, I think I oh, yeah? picked you for, like, six wins. He had, like, seven. So how much does, like, that put a chip thanks, on your shoulder? Thanks for bringing when, that up. When, oh, when that's, stupid, that's, a, that's a bus when line. When stupid people like us bus. are so unbelievably wrong, how fun is it to, to oh, I mean, rub it in everyone's face? It's always fun, like, you know, prove people wrong and stuff like that. Because there's but, been a lot of wrong people about you guys. That's all right. I'm pretty sure only one person picked us to beat the Rams on Sunday. Yeah. It's all right, though. Um, I think the, really the most fun is just, you know, you have that. But when you have, like, a group of guys like we have in our locker room and the character and just, like like I said, the group of guys we have and winning with those guys, it just 
when you have such a close locker room and everyone's friends, it makes winning so much sweeter. Um, and like even last year, like yeah, we were losing games, but we had such a good locker room. They had no one pointing fingers, no one was like yelling at each other, stuff like that. You know, guys were like, "Hey, you need to do better," or like, "You need to do this." But it wasn't a, "It's your fault." Nothing like this. We had such a good locker room. And, um, yeah, like losing's not fun, but we were so close that it made us stronger. And then we kept almost the entire same roster. Minus, you know, the rookies are you know, and they're you know doing great. But when you then when you have that group of guys, that core group, and you're winning, it's just so much more fun. And it's just it's awesome. I saw a video you were talking about just how perfect Jimmy G's chin line is, etc. <laughs> but I mean, like for real, that guy, all he does is win. So, yeah. I mean, what is it about him that just really? I mean, he's just a winner, period. So the best thing, that, like, the best Jimmy G story I have is it was, so he got traded to us, um, and he was, like, the number two guy for, because he didn't know the playbook or anything like that, right? And so, and he finally gets to start after, I guess, first start was, I want to say the Texans or the Bears, I can't remember. Um, but we're on the sideline, and he said, we had, like, a drive, and he comes down, and he's, like, started saying something, and I swear, every single head on the entire sideline, whether it was coaches, Trainers, equipment staff, players, everyone snapped and mm. just looked at him. And this, like, the, the leadership and the authority that he carries, and that was his third week there. Mm. It's just so natural, and it just – everyone was like, yeah. You know, I was like, hey, we can do this. We're going to get this win. And then, hey, we go out and we win in the Chicago Stadium, and then we, what, we won five games in a row with Jimmy. And so, like, when you have that type of leadership that's just natural, I mean, then, then you just add the winning with it. I mean, he's just really good at what he does. But doesn't every quarterback get in the huddle and go, okay, guys, we're going to march right down the field. We're going to come up, up, Yes and no. Um, and, like, everyone's different, too. Like, I mean, I, I played with C- – I'm going to C.J. Beathard. I'm going on year eight with him. Like, we're in – this right is, my eighth, is our eighth year in a row together. And, like, I love being in the huddle with C.J. But, like, everything – like, C.J.'s different than Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is different than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is different than Brian Hoyer. Like, they're all just different. And um, – just like I said, like one of the things that Jimmy does really well is just like the the voice that he carries. It just it gets people's attention. All right. We should just let him eat now. Yeah, I just wanted to I ask one more thing. Things. Speaking of C.J. Beathard, I know on your your bye week you guys visited the Children's Hospital. I yes. saw this photo of you. Yep. And I mean that thing like hit home to me because I'm going to show you this. This is what my daughter looked like when after she was born. She had heart surgery, and that like just looks exactly like that kid you were visiting. So. Mm-hmm. How did that come about, and, I mean, what does it mean for you to kind of lift the spirits of people like that when they well, need it? Well, what's so awesome is, like, what Iowa does, you know, with the wave after the first quarter and the children's yeah. hospitals right there, and what was unfortunate was it was finished built, like, my rookie year, so I didn't get oh, to okay. participate in the wave as a player. But when I got to go back my rookie year and I got to participate, and I was like, wow, this is really special. And then um, this past time when we went back, uh, it was my wife Claire's idea. She said, hey, we should try to get something up with the children's hospital because she loves the children's hospital. She did so much stuff there with basketball. And, um, so we had it set up, and I mean, I, I just, lo- I mean, so it was me, CJ, my wife, and uh, his girlfriend. So we all got to go, and just being able to interact with you know kids at you know any level, just you know trying to brighten their day at all. Uh, I mean, it's amazing because what they're going through is ten times worse than anything that I'll ever go through in my entire life. And so if I can just be a small light in their day that will give them a smile, then hey, that's all I need to do. Um, and it was so cool. Is um, I met a I met a kid there that. He was born and raised, and he was born in San Francisco. Hmm. Diehard Niners fan, is and lives in Iowa now. And so, it was really cool to meet him. Uh, got to give him some trading cards, and I mean, he was just like, he was so excited and so happy. And um, actually, I got his address, so we're starting to send him in Jersey too. So, nice. it just, I mean, like just to see his smile, and he was like, I mean, that was like the best part of his day. So, if I can do that, and as much as I can, that's all that matters. 
It's great, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad we brought you lunch. You deserve it. You've brightened our day. <laughs> yes, I'll I tell you that it. much. A pleasure meeting you, and we'll do this again with more, probably a lot more Panda Express. Oh, I mean, as long as there's um, honey, you know, honey sesame here, because, um, you know, you get your veggies and you get your, you know, your chicken, it's, it's a, so good. It's about nutrition, George. It's about nutrition. This is organic chicken. This is the too. good chicken, too. And it's slightly breaded, too, so, like, it's kind of a lighter feel, too. That's why I like it. Perfect. And I could eat this whole thing right now with my Go fingers. for it. You, you know what? We're done. So you can eat We're gonna as wrap. much We're gonna as you want. We're going to have our lunch now. Everyone's hungry. Thanks, man. Well, now your hands are all... Sorry, <laughs> He's all thicky and stuff. <laughs> That's all right. Thank all right. you, George. I appreciate it. Thanks for having yeah. me on, guys. A very entertaining afternoon with George Kittle, and you got lunch as well, which yeah. is fantastic. By the way, after all the love from Panda Express and the fact that we need... A primary sponsor. This feels like a match made in heaven or in orange chicken heaven or whatever. How could you not sponsor this? <laughs> yeah, that's that'll be on the sizzle reel we send to them. But you should maybe explain now that people have endured 45 minutes of this why you are wearing the mask and its connection to wrestling. Yeah, well, this is a Lucha Libre mask, and George Kittle's a big wrestling fan, right. as am I. So I thought it'd be really funny to start the podcast wearing the Lucha Libre mask just to mess with him. And then uh, he had to get treatment. So he was in treatment, and then we started off really late. And then by the time we were able to tape the interview, we really just had to get right into it. So while I brought the mask and showed him the mask, he's a fan of the Young Bucks. He was really impressed that they ripped my horn off. Uh, I never actually did wear it on the podcast, so I thought it would only be right to wear it in the intro and outro. Gotcha. So if you had a wrestling name... Have you thought about what it would be? Would it be El Cuerno? El Cuerno. No, I would be the cat. El Gato. El Gato. Why, why would you be the cat? Agility, high-flying moves, all yeah. kinds of flippy things. And you're, and you're furry. 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 Nine lives, all the such. So. Excellent. All right, so mm-hmm. from now on, uh, you remember, this goes back before your time, but uh, Ernie Ladd, former yes. pro football player, he was the big cat mm-hmm. in the ring. Yeah, and there was another karate fighter, black belt guy, that was... Uh, also named the cat. I think it was like, oh man, his name was Ernest something. I can't even remember. WCW guy. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch that much WCW. So, um, well, thanks to George Kittle. Thanks to Panda Express, future sponsor of the With Authority podcast. <laughs> uh, how can people enjoy? Since a lot of people are, are watching us on YouTube. I thought it was going to be all iTunes. It turns out the, the people sitting there in front of their tablets, staring all day long, that's compelling. We are a compelling watch for thousands every week. How could we not be a compelling watch? Well, if you're look. watching on YouTube, thank you. You've been awesome. Everyone's yeah, been checking it yeah, out on YouTube lately. Uh, but you can also listen during your commutes. Yeah. We got it on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're also on Google Play if you're an Android user. So, I mean, the main thing is we appreciate you watching on YouTube. We appreciate you checking us out wherever you check us out. But if you do... Hit the subscribe button. Give us a comment. A good one. Hit the five stars. Yes. I may bring in more of these. I have more of these masks. You do? This is not my only one. That's that's a good way to end the show. It seems like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to touch your horn. Oh, that's... It's very sensitive. That's so wrong. It's a good time to end. It's a good spot right there to close it out. And we say, Aloha! Panda Express. With authority.